this week on Novel Predictions. Kale thinks the elves want to entrust their whole rebellion to a 15-year-old farm boy. He's going to run into a clan of elves at some point in the story and are going to be like, this is why you were chosen by such and such high council people to guard this egg and it's the last precious dragon egg that we have and you have to lead us into this rebellion. Hey guys, welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison. I'm rereading Aragon this month. And I'm Kales, and I'm reading it for the first time. So this month we are reading slash rereading Aragon. Um, I read Aragon for the first time, I think, I kind of sussed it out, I think in 2005. So the book originally, originally came out in 2003. And then I think I reread the whole series in like 2010. So it's been about eight years since I've read this book. And didn't Christopher Paulini write it when he was like 14? I think he started it, yeah, when he was a teenager I think it published when he was 19, which is insane. That's kind of evident. <laughs> Upon rereading, I agree with you. Yes. Um, we will see, though. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's not a we will see. It is. It just it just is. So, okay. But as I'm reading it, I'm, like, remembering. I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, you know, yes, this is a pretty juvenile author, but I also am remembering the stuff that happens as it comes, and it gets it gets better. I honestly don't remember where the first book ends. And uh, like so this is gonna, so should I be asking you the prediction questions then too? I don't. I mean, I know what happens. I just don't know if it happens in the first book or if it happens in the later books. You know? Yeah. Like I forget where they are when the first book ends, so it'll be a little surprise for me. Oh, that'll be fun. Okay, so it's Aragon... a big old surprise for me. <laughs> Aragon by Christopher Pellini um, is a high fantasy, very high fantasy. Kale's face right now. She looks so I'm angry. I'm not amused. I'm just not, I'm just not amused. I, I read five chapters of this book and I'm like, why do I have to read anymore? But that's okay. Because you're going to make me read books I don't want to read. So. This is also, but this is the whole point of this, this podcast. The that's, whole point. Torture. Yes. Mutual no. torture. <laughs> Mutual torture. And it's only every other month, so it's not that bad. This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then I actually get to reread books that I like. Right. Um, yeah. Next month's going to kill you. I know. But okay. I'm, I'm fully aware. It's fine. I'm Go ready. To- I'm going to stop trying to make faces that... I'm not trying to make faces at you. I'm going to s- try and control my facial features better. Okay. So um, I read this book because... I mean, I'm trying to remember. It was forever ago. But I am a fantasy junkie. Um, if you've never heard any of our stuff before. Wait, what? <laughs> I had no idea. I know, it's a really surprising of development. Um, shocking. Yeah. So shocking. <laughs> right. Um, I think I read this series immediately following my first big full read of, well, not quite full, I guess, because the last book wasn't out, but of a Harry Potter series. Yeah, I know a lot of people that read Aragon right after Harry Potter, that it, it kind of came out at that pivotal time when people were searching for that next thing, and those who... I know, didn't migrate to Twilight, generally migrated to Aragon. Yeah, so, yeah, you took the Twilight path, I took the Aragon path, is kind of how this went, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. And I think, I honestly think 
these books probably wouldn't have gotten nearly as much hype if it wasn't in that exact moment of time. It was. It was in a very... I would. I just remember, because my first exposure to Aragon, I remember I was in middle school, and I distinctly remember somebody putting it in my hands at, in the library, and I remember it wasn't the librarian because she didn't like me because I was too loud. And so she did. She told me to shut up once, and I hated her for it. What Thanks so much. What a terrible librarian. I know. As a librarian, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I didn't like her very much, but that's fine. So anyway, I remember I was given the book, and somebody had told me that he <laughs> wrote it when he was 14. And I remember being a middle schooler, I was probably like 11 or 12, being really pissed off because I was like, that's not fair. Because you didn't have a published book. Because I didn't have a published book. Typical. I know. I was so upset about it. And so I did start trying to read it, but I also remember thinking, I could do better. <laughs> and I was such a sass of a 14, of a middle schooler about it all that I just, I didn't ever pick it up and then i think i tried again when the movie came out yeah the movie is the worst that's what i've heard too but i tried i remember and i again just couldn't get into it and i it's funny but i'm i'm not as big of a dragon person as you are yeah and i just never have been i mean dragons are cool when i think of dragons i really my head goes to like dragon heart the movie with dennis quaid i love that movie sean connery and it's great but when i think about books i've read that have dragons. I mean, I think of Smog. That's probably the That's best it gets for me. Yeah, because I love The Hobbit, but I, I'm not I'm not a big dragon person. And I, I think it was one of those things, too, that you're going to learn from, about me and probably over the course of this series is that I hated reading books that were popular. I just did. I was a dick like that. And I, I was... <laughs> I was a little pompous child. And, you know, I wanted my own book when I was 14. And I, I wanted to like things that people didn't like in college they used to call me a, that i was like an og hipster as a child when i would tell stories of this because they were like no it's true they were like you you just wanted to be different from everybody i was like damn right i did and that, that yeah this was one of those things that i didn't um but to justify my twilight thing just real quick yeah i was gonna say I, excuse but, me but i did i read twilight before there was a new moon i picked up on twilight super early you also read Twilight because a teenager who you looked up to gave it to you. Yeah. How the hell do you remember that story? Because you tell, I've told you several times. I'm sorry. I repeat my stories. <laughs> I also just have a good memory. It's fine. You do have a good memory and I have a shitty memory, so it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> no, it really, it's, it's good. It's, you make this friendship work. Anyway. Okay. So we read, I am obviously rereading this. McKinley yeah. is reading it for the first time. Really? I wouldn't, I, I didn't know. <laughs> Shut up. <Sorry>. And... <laughs> We read the first five chapters, plus the prologue. Yes, which ah. Michaela didn't... I, I did... Okay, here's the thing. Is that, like, we? she did... Te- Allison texted me the page I was supposed to read up to, and I I didn't read that or yep. didn't comprehend somewhere in in the world and <laughs> of my brain. And so I read four chapters and the prologue, thinking that the prologue was a chapter and that that counted, but it didn't. Yeah, I and wasn't And so literally yet. before we started recording i've i read the last the, like the last chapter that so was it's eight very pages fresh long. in your mind yes it's very very fresh in my head <laughs> okay so we read the first five chapters and now we're going to do our incredibly fun game where mckaylee's gonna try to predict all this crap from this book that she's barely read she's read 46 pages of it she's never you never saw the movie did you no i never saw the movie so you really don't have much to go on here Oh, no, I got nothing. The only thing I remember at the movie is that there was like this skinny blonde kid in it. Jeremy Irons was in it. So there's some sort of mentor character that eventually pops up later. 
that's all that I know because Jeremy Irons was that character. And I think he dies. And I and the only thing that I remember from this book was the marketplace scene that we read in here where he tries to sell the dragon egg. Yeah. And that that's it. That's I was like, oh damn, I must have really DNF'd this hard <laughs> early on because You probably I, read less than we just read. Oh, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. I don't even think I got to a dragon. I, I don't yeah, I don't literally the only thing I remember was that marketplace scene. Because when he did it and he was hitting it with the dagger, that blossomed some sort of something in my head. And I was like, oh, okay, I know what that is. But yeah, no. God, I'm so fucked. (laughs) This is going to be really fun. I'm so fucked. Okay. So do you want to give your initial impressions first or do you want to do predictions first? I'll do my initial impressions of this book. And it can kind of be woven into my predictions as well. But I, oh, God. This book is so much telling. It's going to be a lot of telling, and it's going to be very, very hard for me to get through. Oh, there's so much telling. He just, he's like, Aragon does this, and then Aragon does that, and then Aragon did this, and then, oh, he went and did that again, and oh, now a month has passed, and all this shit has happened, and you're like, wait, what? And I just sit there, and I'm like... Oh my god, does Eric also does Aragon have any emotions? Does he like care about shit or does he just think to himself? Does he eventually like grow a heart somewhere I, in there? I don't remember, but I had that same kind of thought where I was like, what is this weird weird attitude he has? Like the first thing I even wrote it down. I said it's kind of dumb to forget about food your food needs when all of a sudden a rock appears in front of you. Right. Like he was like oh, I don't need food anymore. I've got this cool rock. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like you think, you know your village well enough and it's like, oh, I have this cool rock that like people are going to trade for it, but it's this mysterious rock. And if you know that like everyone in your town is afraid of the, the spine. shire, that's not called the shire, what is it? The spine. The spine. The mountain range. The spine. Shit, that's a dumb name. Okay. He has a whole paragraph of thoughts on page 35. Do you have this on Fate's Gift? Yeah. And he's like, literally it is a paragraph of this boy thinking and i was like i'm sorry what editor allowed this to happen (laughs) like murloc said it was hollow i don't know how to open it it must have been a good reason for someone to shape it but i don't believe the magician so am i meant to have it and i was like why why was this all told in thought form so it's just gonna be a lot yeah when it's strange because there's like at least in this first beginning part, there's, like, barely any dialogue. Right. There's no... Oh, my God. No, that was my other complaint. Is just also me as a person. Like, I love dialogue. Yeah, like, I do, too. I, I'm a big dialogue person. Um, that comes from my playwriting and comes from my theater background. I love dialogue, especially in books. There's, like, none. Well, and it's weird because the best scene in it was when they were in the butcher shop fighting. Yeah. Over the, the meat and the stone and the girl. And that was also, like, the first time that... I was glad that we got some sort of uh, a reaction about magic and his like that. I was glad about just exploring the world a little bit more because it was like, oh my god, this like magic stone just appeared, and Aragon's not afraid of this section of the forest, which is great, fine, but why is everyone else afraid? And I was like, oh okay, we actually are getting some reasoning for that. So I was excited about that. And then let's just do this like cheesy expositional story about how our history was formed with our local storyteller. Um, and then here's your very easy take on who's evil, how he was evil, and all that stuff, jazz. So, I, I just, I think I'm gonna struggle the most, honestly, with the way the story is told. It might be a really good high fantasy hero's journey to a T, mm-hmm. and then there's dragons, and that's cool, 
and magic, but I, I think I'm going to struggle with how it's written. So I just hope if I continue with the rest of the series that it gets better. I don't remember is the thing. I don't remember if it's all like this or if it's one of those things where the author is telling a bunch at the beginning and then you get into what's happening actually and you get more dialogue and more natural storytelling. Right. It's going to be a surprise for me, too, because I don't well, remember at all. Okay, but here's the thing. He was just at Denver Comic-Con for the second year in a row. Yeah. We've had him sign at the bookstore and the Tattercover's booth at Denver Comic-Con. And he's still ridiculously popular. Yeah. Like, short of Jim Davis, who's the goddamn creator of Garfield, who's turning 40, he was still the most popular author there. Each of his signings had lines around that, like, it was insane. Well, and I... And I'm shocked. I will say that I read all five books, four books. He's writing another one. I he's know. He's in the middle of it. I know. He's writing the fifth one. Um, But the story he tells is excellent. I just don't remember if he tells it well. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't remember... I don't remember if the quality of the writing improves or not. I think it does. Otherwise, I don't think I would have read all the books. Yeah. Um, But again, I think it was that pinnacle of timing. Like, people were really into Harry Potter and there was a book, a year or two between each book and this was able to kind of shoehorn itself into... Well, and I think it appeals to the high fantasy fans, though, too. Like, the Lord of the Rings fans. It's a huge pull for Tolkien fans as long as they don't think it's just a rip-off of Tolkien. Yeah. Which a lot of people do think that. Well, okay, but what fantasy nowadays, some people even consider Game of Thrones to be a ripoff of Tolkien. Right, yeah. So, like, it's because it's hard to not think that it's a ripoff of the original. Especially because Tolkien used every damn fantasy element that exists. So exactly. If you do anything, you're like, oh, it's like Tolkien. Well, yeah, and Tolkien wrote it in the 1930s, 40s. Like, the, right. the man is OG for a reason, but you can't get mad about people manipulating that how, how many times are we still retelling jane austen stories right or frankenstein or or sherlock holmes god damn there are so many sherlock holmes retellings it makes me want to hit my head against a wall because it's the same story we just we enjoy it it's fine yeah and I, so i'm not mad that it's tolkien that's how you say that right tolkien? i think so sure i'm not mad that it's <laughs> tolkien i think that's fine there's a lot of other books that i've read that are tolkien that i enjoy i Though also I'm not the biggest Tolkien fan. So right. I think that's a other hard thing for me. Um, I'm just going to keep open-minded. I hope, here's one of my hopes that is not going to follow our prediction questions. I want him to meet a badass female. And if there isn't a badass female in this series, I'm going to be pissed. I just want one. I don't know if she exists. I don't care if she's a love interest or not. It'd be great. But that, I think, would minimize her. But just thinking of when this was written, they probably fall in love. But I want a badass female somehow. Because I feel like Aragon needs a big kick up the ass and a slap in the face. Because he... But he's also only 15. So I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. But I want a badass female. Yep. This is going to be the hardest part It's going to be really hard for me not to tell you what's going to happen. Because we love spoilers so much. One thing that's going to be hard about this book is that this is such an epic story that you're not going to be satisfied with the ending of the first book. Well, crap. So you might, if you can handle the writing and if it gets better, you might end up reading more of them, I think. We'll see. I will be interested to see if you want to. Okay. Okay, so let's get into your predictions. We have kind of a 
basic list of prediction questions that we're going to apply to all the books, and then we'll spin off of them and, and make it more gen- more specific, depending on the book. And once again, I know nothing. I know the first five chapters of this book. Yeah, she's the read the first 46 pages of a 500... It's 500 fucking pages? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, say that again. It is 500 fucking pages? Hold on, let me let me find... Where this is going to be the other thing about this podcast, is that you're going to be making me read books that are 500 fucking pages long or oh, wait, longer. Oh, no, it's not 500. It's 497. It's 497? <laughs> are you shitting me? And then me? there's a pronunciation guide. Oh, my God. Hold on. And the oh, ancient language. Oh, mine cool drawing. And there's, like, all Look, the different... mine has a sword. That's cool. I oh, think wait. That's oh, there's sword. a map. There's a map. I was looking for a map. Oh, is it not in the front of your book? No. Oh, mine's in the front. Well, mine's in the back. <laughs> But yeah, so it's 497 pages. So you've read exactly, almost exactly 10% of this book. How? Oh, wait. This is eldest. Mine says 499. That's a a pronunciation guide, do me. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, but again, here's my rant on this. You're going to be making me read books that are 500 fucking pages or more, and my little contemporaries that I'm going to be making you read are like 300 or less. Not all of them, because I'm going to make you read read trashy romance novels, and I'm going to make you read children's books, and those won't be that long. (sighs) So just buckle in. God, this game is fun and torture all at the same time. I just rue the next month when I get yeah, to torture you. I think that's what's going to be good about it is we can like trade off being so mean to each other. I know it's going to be great. Okay. Okay. So predictions. predictions. Back to predictions. Okay. So first one, um, does the MC fall in love? Does the okay. main character fall in love? So I want to say yes. I want to say that if he gets a badass female character that he falls in love with, I think it'd be really cool if she was traitorous of some sort or like was on the opposite side of things kind of an enemies to lovers deal um i don't know how long she'll stick around though um and again i'm just trying to predict like the first book i don't know how intense or steamy it's gonna get but i definitely think we meet her and feelings start to develop in this one. Oh, and he's straight i would say that's a given based on the publishing time period of this book. Also, I'm going to take all the fucking points I can get. So <laughs> shut up. Okay. Um, all right. So you kind of answered this a little bit with your romance, but what tropes do you think we'll see in this book? Okay. So we're definitely going to see every single fucking point of the hero's journey to a goddamn motherfucking T. I'm just, I'm honest about it. Like, I think this is going to follow the hero's journey, like in a studyable manner. Like you could pull this in with Star Wars, Siddhartha, Harry Potter, the whole deal and study the hero's journey that he's going to put Aragon through. Um, And you can get it right away. There's a call to action with this dragon that's coming. um, And the fact that he's been kind of chosen in a way to receive this dragon um, because it just popped up in the middle of the forest for him. Um, And he's made a mental connection with the dragon and there's no more good dragon riders. And so he's going to do this whole revolution of the government thing and defeat the evil guy. And there's got to be a mentor at some point because Jeremy Irons has to show up. <laughs> based on uh, the movie cast. Based on the movie. I love Jeremy Irons is why. Because he's Scar and he's in Three Musketeers. Um, so that's, so I think the hero's journey, chosen one, enemies to lovers trope. Um, and then I don't really know if this is a trope, but we're totally going to see like a toothless hiccup relationship between like two guys or like in my head it's like two guys or like bros does that make sense the dragon yeah between the dragon and aragon oh i got like a bro relationship 
Okay. I Yeah, I thought you meant, like, between another dragon for a second. I was like, wait, no, what? No. But I got so wait, it. is there going to be dragon love? Is that it? Oh, my God. Does Daragon have to, like, save the dragon race? No, that can't be because there are dragons, right? There they are, dra- there there are, are dragon dragons. riders. Okay. Yeah, they're the... Thir- the- they're not, like, fucking extinct, right? Because no. there's the dragon riders. There's the 13 The something. Forsworn, I think is what Yeah, 13 called. Forsworn. Yes. I pay attention. Yeah, so there are... As, as far as we've read, there are 13... Dragon, dragon riders. riders. And well, so, Ara- well, but Aragon said that if you know what, I don't out- know if they're, if I don't know if they've said, I they've said that the king Galbarax, yes. Galbatorix, that's his name, not Galbarax, uh-huh. um, has a dragon, and they said that his and it's second dragon, it's like black, it's dragon. a black dragon, and they said that his second Morzen also has a dragon, right? And then they said that other, they said that other dragon riders either got killed or they chose to join him and then it was the 13 forsworn so in my head there's 13 dragons and 13 dragon riders anybody else who has one is either part of a rebellion or dead well and i don't know if it came through in the story like if you realize the timeline they were talking about but galvatorx is like hundreds of years old oh my god no he had to be super old right because in the story brahm tells they talk about he's like this was like half a millennia ago. Yeah. So and then he's ruled us ever since. Right. So, yeah, you can yeah. make some inferences. Based I on also that. wouldn't be surprised if there's like some dragon heart shit, too, about being linked to the life of the dragon and stuff. Yeah. But they also said, but wait a second, they also said that dragon riders were immortal unless killed by blade or poison. Mm-hmm. So, he that actually doesn't surprise me. I yeah, because he's like super old. Yeah, because he's, he's super old because he hasn't been killed by blade immortal. or poison. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, those are my tropes. Those are your tropes. Okay, so you said you think there's going to be a mentor already. Mentor, chosen one, follow the hero's journey to a T, enemies to lovers, and bromance. Okay, dragon, dragon, uh, dragon boy bromance. Yes. Do you think, we've already met the mentor. No. Okay, do you, I think the, the blacksmith guy is pretty cool. Horst. Horst. He is awesome. Right, but I don't think he's the, I think he's going to stick around, but unless he has like some secret magic power... That he's going to, like, suddenly reveal to Aragon? I don't think so. I actually think what's going to happen next is that somebody's going to discover that the, the dragon egg or, like, the merchant guy's going to tell or something. And then, like, people are going to swarm in and burn the town down. And Aragon has to, like, go away somehow. That's what I actually think is going to be, like, the next thing that happens. Because there has to be... Because, again, with the hero's journey, like, Luke... Like, when Luke comes back and his parent, uh, his foster parents are dead... He, that propels him forward. So he has to have some sort of destruction of home. So I don't actually think we've met the mentor yet. I think he's going to find him later. And you think that's going to be the inciting action is someone coming in and destroying the town? Yeah. Okay. And then... Uh, well, technically the inciting incident is finding the dragon egg, but whatever. Well, right. But you're saying like for his hero's journey journey. Yeah. Okay. So if we haven't met the mentor yet, who do you? we don't know who it is. How do you think that relationship will become a thing oh he's totally like some old brother of a dragon rider somebody father was a dragon rider i know the secrets of this society and you already claimed that he died he dies oh yeah he's dead okay for sure by the end of the first book you think Mm. sure (laughs) sure why not why not let's kill kill him let's kill him okay so that leads in the next question who is going to die the mentor. Okay, anyone else? I don't think so, actually. I don't actually think he's going to kill the king in this one. I don't think he's going to get that far. I think that at the end of this book, it's going to be like, look at me, I'm a fucking threat. That makes logical sense. 
The first book is going to be like they have to defeat some bad guy guard, like the Sheriff of Nottingham equivalent, and we're going to burn down this big town to be like, we're a threat, you should fear us, fuck off. Well, and if you remember the prologue, there's like, that guy's crazy. That guy's crazy. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. And then, and then there's like the ogres, which are not ogres, but are orcs. Yeah, I think they're like urgals is how you say it, but like, yeah. it's basically... They're basically the orcs. They're basically orcs. Yeah. Yeah. They're super Tolkien. Yep. Um, okay, so what do you think in the first book, what do you think the twist is? If we get a love interest that she's evil, or someone close to him is going to be evil... Like, he's going to get the little, like, band of brothers. Like a betrayal? Yeah. And be like, psych, I was working for the crazy motherfucker all along. This is so hard not to, like, make a face every time you say anything. I know, I'm going to have to wear a mask. <laughs> no, we need, like, a barrier between our faces. Yeah. <laughs> all right, why is this story told from Aragon's perspective? What makes I him special? I don't know, because he's a fucking loser. I can't <laughs> stand him. Okay, but you just claimed that it's a hero's journey. So why is he the hero? Yeah, because the dra- I don't- He doesn't have parents. His parents died, right? He- Right? Like- He was raised by his uncle and his Oh, no, that's right. His mom abandoned him. We don't know who his father is. His father is some somebody special, and that's why. I don't know who his father is, but- Because his mom just dropped him off. Right. And was like, I can't do this. Sad. And then- And they were like, in the book it says, she left, she was gone for six years, and then she came back and she was all like decked out in jewels and shit. Yeah. And then she's like, take this baby. Peace out. So he's and she his leaves. father is someone important. Oh my god! If his dad's the king, I don't like that. No, I don't want. <laughs> I, I reject that one. No, I reject that prediction. Um, I don't like that story. Um, because what this is is I'm like weaving my own. story. You're like picking how you want the story to be. Yeah, I know. So I, his dad is someone important. I don't think we've met who that important is yet but his father is the reason that he's been picked he has some like um guardians of the galaxy yeah star lord like my dad's a god and so i can hold the infinity stone that that's what it is right it's something like that yep okay so in the prologue there are three elven people two dudes and a girl right and they're being chased by some crazy guy who has white skin and red hair and he's named he's called a shade so what the hell do you think that is? I don't know. I forgot about it. I legitimately was like, oh, that prologue. Like, I, it didn't come to mind at all. Well, obviously, it reveals that there are other races. But can other races be dragon riders? Or is that just humans? That wasn't revealed. I don't know. Is there, like, a legion? Or is there racism? Or where are they hiding? Because obviously, this is just a human town. So, okay, so Aragon has to run into them at some point. But, like, what? But they had the stone, right? That's what they went into hiding for? That's what they, like, sent away was the dragon stone, right? Presumably, yeah, based yeah. on the text. So they somehow gave it to him. But here's the thing. Did they give it to Aragon or did he just stumble upon it? This is going to sound stupid. But maybe they're like, oh, God, that's so wrong. <laughs> maybe they, they have, like, one of the last dragon eggs, okay? And that's what the shade is trying to get. And he is a, a servant of of the king who's obviously evil. And and he's been sent after these these elves that they've somehow gotten intel that they have the last dragon egg because they, like, burned all the dragon egg farms or something like that. And they... 
sorry. And they, no, I'm serious. And then, and then like these three have been like sworn to protect it. And so they send it to like the closest magical place that they can think of that it like is safe and creepy and has like stories behind it, like the Shrieking Shack. And it's this. The spine. Spine. The mountain range. Which I still think is stupid. So they, they, the, the, the lady sends it off into the spine before she dies because she can't protect it herself anymore with like some sort of, because he also mentioned that there's like gods known and unknown. Like, that that somebody somewhere is supposed to find it. Unless they were on their way to take it to Aragon, which doesn't make sense that they would do that so openly. Yeah, okay, so that's my thought, is that, like, these three, because they're dead, though, right? He killed them. Presumably. Okay, so this shade, I think, is going to be, like, that sheriff of Nottingham that he's going to have to fight, and is going to be, like, the big thing in this book. And I think that the, those elves... He's going to run into a clan of elves at some point in the story and are going to be like, this is why you were chosen by such and such high council people to guard this egg and it's the last precious dragon egg that we have and you have to lead us into this rebellion. But it can't be the last dragon because there's more dragons on the covers. Whatever. What else? What other thoughts? What other like things just jump into your head that you think are going to happen? Things you're just like, oh, I see that happening. Because you do this a lot with books. You always say, oh, I... This one element happened, and now I think that this, this, this is going to happen. Yeah, I know, but I'm only five chapters in. I know, that's what makes it hard. Ah, I think I'm good right now. Do you think, I'll just ask you a question. Do you think this story ends with Aragon on the side of one of those factions? Like, Oh, he's definitely with the rebellion. By the end of this, he's like, he's ready to go. He's like Katniss, head of the girl on fire shit. (laughs) He's, like, the leader? No, 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 no. Not the leader. The mascot. Oh, the mascot. Okay. He's not the leader. He's, like, the mascot. Like, the, oh, my God, you found a dragon egg. And you've complained. You were with the dragon. And you were one of the chosen people. And he might be all reluctant to it. But he's gonna. But he's got it. He's got it. He's gonna accept that role and be, like, one of the forefronts. He may not be Harry Potter yet. Sure. he's, like, getting on that way to being the leader of it all he's like because even harry potter i would say was he's like, like a third, mascot or third year harry potter yeah something like that <laughs> by the end of this yeah that makes sense timeline like third or fourth yeah pre-death fourth pre-cedric's death fourth Pre-ced- pre-cedric's death harry potter <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning some things but i don't know i don't know i could be completely off i i probably am but from what i've got and what i know about stories that sounds like a viable option I'm kind of anxious now because I think this is what's going to be fun about this podcast is like now I'm anxious to go read it and see if I'm right. It's going to like make you want to read the book. Right. Even though exactly. You don't want to read the book. Because no, like when I was first starting to read it, I was like, God, I don't want to read this. But now that I've like made these predictions and like put it in recording and it's going to be put out into the universe of that I made these fucking guesses. Yeah. You have to see if you're but right. But I have to go see if I'm right and I'm just going to die when I'm wrong. But it's okay. Last prediction E question. What other media or books is this? book remind you of definitely lord of the rings hands down easily um in a weird way it kind of reminds me of taryn mathrew's the novice which you haven't read those it's a summoner series and they're really good that one's like lord of the rings harry potter and pokemon had a baby pokemon i like it right how to train your dragon is another obvious one that comes to mind um definitely with the bromance between the dragon and the lead character do you think the dragon is male or do you think the dragon is female 
because he couldn't determine it remember he right. like looks like, he like looks to try to sex it, like it and it doesn't it all around. i think it's a girl isn't it why do i remember it being a girl i'm not gonna tell you I i'm know. asking you for a prediction do you remember the name probably not it's like it's not seraphina or something is it no seraphina is another dragon seraphina is another book about dragons I feel like in okay, something's telling me it's a girl. Maybe in my like book battles realm, mm, of like you things. asked a question about it. I think the question of what this book reminds you of is really kind of cool because I think we're both going to do this. But well, and th- it's going to shape how we predict. Exactly, it. it's going to be what are we thinking of to build our predictions on? Right, like. You know, we're thinking for this, you're thinking of Lord of the Rings and you're thinking of all these high Novice fantasy and novels. Junior Dragon and Dragonheart. And like that one also came up in my head too of, right. you know, how that. And I think it will be kind be. of a test for the books themselves to see how close we are. Because if we're really close, I feel like that's less awesome for the book because the book is then pretty carbon copied. Exactly. But that's like, what does it remind me of is going to help me build that story. Yeah. You know, because in Lord of the Rings, there is no love interest of Bilbo Baggins. Right. There's well, a beeline. Of, you mean of Frodo. of Frodo. Sorry. I always go to The Hobbit first because I love it so much more. I do like The Hobbit. Yeah. So of Frodo, there's no love interest, really. Unless you want, and, but there's a bromance of Samwise Gamzee, Gamgee and but Gandalf dives, but then he comes back and then there's, you know, spoilers of Lord of the Rings, by the way. But <laughs> if you haven't seen or read Lord of the Rings, like what's happening? I haven't read it. But you've seen it. I've seen the movies, yeah. You know the the story. Yeah, this is true. But see, but there is a B-line, B-plot love story that's going on. But but that love story is so much, this is totally going off on a tangent, but that love story is so much more evident in the movies like it's, oh they totally played that off it's barely a thing in the books yeah like, but that's but that's what i'm saying though is that but then in how to train your dragon there's the badass female that i'm thinking that should come in yeah because hiccup needs a slap upside the head he needs an astrid and i'm like aragon really needs an astrid and and so that's that's where i the building blocks come from in my head of like how do you use that art is this going to turn it in on it turn it on its head or is this gonna you know really follow that formula and it's not a bad thing if it follows the formula but it's as long also as it's really good. funny if it doesn't. Right. It can <laughs> or if be... I picked the wrong formula. <laughs> <laughs> if you picked the wrong threads out of those stories. Right. Okay. Like, what if his father is the king? And I just was like, mm, I don't like that idea. And I like, literally just one. abandoned it. You know? And then, of course, it's going to be me and be like, well, I did say it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to try to retroactively be like, I, it was my idea. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Typical. Typical it's shit. so me. Because I... Man, I am a Gryffindor, but I'm so ambitious it hurts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my thoughts on Aragon. We'll see if I'm at all correct. I think Allison will give, like, a percentage of how yeah, I'm close gonna, she thinks I am. We're going to stop recording. I'm going to, like, write it down. Yeah. How close I think you are. Because, you know, it's been ten, almost 10 years since I've read it. Right. So that's a whole nother thing. Like, I was reading today... Because I was finishing it up today and I was like, oh, yeah, I remembered this crazy place they go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hadn't had not thought about that at all previously. And then I was like, wait, what is the trajectory of this book? So it'll be really interesting. And when so what we're going to do is we're going to finish reading over the next two weeks. And then we will record again um, with final predictions. We'll check all of McKinley's predictions and see how good they were. Um and I'm just I, shaking my head in dismay at this moment. Yeah. And then we'll talk about 
we'll like do a, a real true review. We'll yeah, talk about it. Yeah, it's a true review. And that's the thing is that we wanted to kind of put the review process on its head with this podcast um, and really kind of do <laughs> also just making fun of each other. And then like, why did you never read this super popular book? You idiot. Because that was the other thing is, is that in some review podcasts, it's hard to listen to them on a consistent basis because you haven't read the book. Right. If and you if you aren't read reading it. the book with the podcast, some people really hate spoilers. Allison and I don't. We are totally welcome to spoilers, but if you struggle with that, then that's why us picking these popular books like Aragon, we're going to hit a good percentage of people who've read this book. Yeah. I'm in the minority. Like, next month, which I'm not going to reveal what book it is, but the majority of the population, teens, kids, adults alike, have read this book. Allison has never picked it up. Yeah. And so that's On purpose. uh, This is not like a mistake. (laughs) So that's what makes it even worse. She actually has more valid reasons than I do, other than my 14-year-old self wanting to write a book and being jealous of Paulini, and then the fact that it was popular, and I got pissed. It's a pretty hilarious story, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm an open book. So, yeah. So that's our process. Uh, We're going to see how this goes. Yeah, so every month month we'll do an episode at five chapters and an episode at the end. We're switching off who's who's rereading and who's reading for the first time. So you will get to see our secret shame switching off every month. And if you do want to read along with us at the end of every uh, review episode that we're doing, uh, we're going to announce what the next book is so that you can read along with us if you need a refresher or if you are one of those people in the minority who has never read Aragon, you can you can join us. And, and like I said, we'll let you know what the next ones are um, as we go along. So you can join us if you want to. And uh, that being said, if you think we're funny or silly or stupid or, you know, really enjoy this concept and this idea um, or just turned it on because you're a loved one and you love us very, very much, (laughs) please go ahead and uh, rate us uh, on iTunes. Five stars would be awesome. And Um, subscribe too. And subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Rate us five stars. Leave us a comment. We'll comment back. Allison is great about responding on our social media. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Novel Predictions Podcast. So what is it? At... It's different. So on Instagram, it's at Novel Predictions. Oh, cool. And on Twitter, it's at Novel Prediction because they wouldn't put, let me put that last S in there because the character limit. And oh, I was that's stupid. Well, okay. Follow us regardless. It's still Novel Prediction. <laughs> it's easy to find. It's easy to find. Um, so we're on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow our personal ones. I'm at Kale's Corner um, also on YouTube. And Allison is at Allison at the Library. I, on Instagram, I'm Allison at the Library. And on Twitter, Anima Luminosa. Don't just go to our Novel Prediction ones and it's linked there. It's just easier. It's just so much easier. The Novel Predictions ones are great. Um, yeah, so like I said, subscribe. Join us next time to see if Kale's Novel Predictions come true. Bye.